these are unprecedented times. Uh, we all agree with this. This is a newspaper, the New York Times, I got this morning. And there is an article quoting a uh, historian uh, at the Columbia University who says that this is a period of radical uncertainty, radical uncertainty, an order of magnitude that is greater than anything we've used to. That's quite a statement. And uh, it, uh, the title of the article is actually The End of the World Economy, as we know it. And... Uh, <clears throat> If you ask everybody from the top of the government to the citizen, nobody knows what's going to happen. Well, uh, I want to say something about prayer. And uh, a lot of people, uh, they say, what would Brother Lee do in a circumstance like this? Uh, well, I'm not Brother Lee. I can't say what Brother Lee would do. But I'll, I'll quote you uh, two uh, cases of um, changes in world situation and how Brother Lee reacts. Uh, in 1967, uh, during the Six Days War, uh, Jerusalem was uh, returned to the Jews after 2,000 years of being in the hand of the Gentiles. And uh, this is a world event. When Brother Lee heard that, he was in a hospital in San Francisco. And uh, he grabbed the young brother's uh, hand, who reported the news to him, and jumped out of his bed uh, and knelt down and prayed with, pray with that brother. Um, just, just think about that. That's uh, one reaction. That I can think of. Another one, uh, which is uh, further away, further back, and uh, when Brother Lee was in China, and uh, it was uh, 1942, and uh, <clears throat> uh, many of you don't know the situation in China then. It was very, very hard. It was um, the fifth year into uh, the Japanese occupation. And people were hoarding uh, goods and uh, and uh, foods were running out of supply and everybody was um, fear, living in fear. That sounds familiar, don't you? But uh, <clears throat> I, uh, uh, miraculously, somehow, Brother Lee has a, uh, written down some private notes on some slips of paper, and those were preserved. And now you can actually read them in the, the collected works. But uh, at that time, under that kind of um, very uh, unusual circumstance, Brother Lee, uh, he said, Oh, the world is under all kinds of calamity, calamities and the church is suffering, uh, all kinds of sufferings. 
And then he said, this is not the age of God's uh, heart's desire. This is the age of God's uh, procedure. And uh, he said, <clears throat> in order for God to change from the age of procedure to the age of God's heart's desire, uh, he needs uh, people to pray, uh, to pray the prayer that would uh, turn the age from the age of God's uh, um, uh, procedure to the age of God's heart's desire. Uh, you think about it, that's very significant. And he wrote, wrote it just on a piece of paper. And then uh, less than 30 days later, the revival in Chifu, that's the first revival in the Lord's recovery, it broke out. And uh, <clears throat> it broke out and then it lasted for 100 days. So um, <clears throat> I uh, point this out uh, as the cases of Brother Lee reacting to world situation with prayer, with prayer. And I'm happy that uh, we're now having this uh, unceasingly prayer and saints from all over the earth are joining. And that's wonderful. And uh, <clears throat> we need to continue to do that. And by the way, um, it doesn't end on the 21st. It now ends at the end of the month. And so it doesn't end this week. We, we have to continue to <clears throat> pray. But, um, you know, our prayer it, uh, we're not uh, just praying for ourselves, for our safety. We're praying for God to move the age, change the age. You know, incidentally, very interesting, in the book of Revelation, it mentions uh, the incense altar uh, twice. And uh, in both cases, it was uh, on the eve of something big that the lawyers do. So the first time was in chapter five, and it was right at the, on the eve of uh, the opening of the seven seals. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, the incense altar was mentioned again and in chapter eight, and that was on the eve of um, of uh, the seven trumpets, uh, the beginning of the seventh seal. So um, uh, every time uh, there is the mentioning of the incense altar, something uh, very dispensational happened in, in the God's economy. First, it was the seventh seal and and opening of the seventh seal, then it was the beginning of the seven trumpets. Uh, actually, uh, in the Old Testament, when the incense altar was first mentioned uh, in Exodus 30, uh, right after it talks about the incense altar, it talks about the, um, the expiation silver 
and we know from the uh, life study and the crystallization that the expiation silver uh, signifies God's move uh, in the uh, formation of the army. So uh, the incense altar is very much connected with God's move. And uh, this um, incense, <coughs> uh, which is the prayer of the saints, uh, uh, added with uh, Christ's intercession, that um, uh, has to be uh, uh, non-stop. It's not a one-time event, it's continuously. Uh, going up, going up, going up. And uh, I think in the same chapter that I mentioned, Exodus 30, it says that the uh, incense are called the uh, perpetual uh, incense. In other words, you, 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 you just, for as long as there is the tabernacle, there is the incense uh, altar, and then the priest have to um, <clears throat> take care of that uh, every day. Anyway, um, uh, our prayer, uh, we have a good start, we have a wonderful start, but we have to continue with that. And uh, I heard some really, really good testimonies uh, from different quarters of how um, the prayer practice changes their life. Uh, it changes um, the church life. Um, I know of uh, one place they uh, start out with 800 people playing, praying and now they have uh, over a thousand uh, joining in the prayer. And um, <clears throat> first of all, uh, I heard so many testimonies of uh, saints who got vitalized. Uh, by such prayer. And of course, uh, Brother Lee, when he was uh, talking about uh, the, the fellowship, the urgent need of the Vatican uh, groups, he linked uh, the uh, <coughs> um, vital person, which uh, are the overcomers today, uh, overcoming deadness, overcoming uh, uh, lukewarmness and then overcoming barrenness. He said these are the overcomers today. And he said these overcomers are the prayed persons. Uh, in other words, um, <clears throat> they uh, become vital through their prayer. And I'm not talking just about theory. I, I think uh, there are a lot of uh, even uh, dormant ones and uh, <clears throat> ones that are on the fringes now because they're able to participate in the prayer uh, on the internet, small groups, vital groups, uh, they, they themselves got vitalized and no longer dead, no longer uh, lukewarm and no longer barren, uh, even bearing fruits. So uh, the, the prayer is just... Uh, vitalizing the saints individually. And then uh, for the churches, um, uh, it uh, surely has done something marvelous uh, with uh, many of the churches. Uh, I know that some churches, they have 100% uh, 
participation. And then some have uh, 50% participation. Now, I, I'm talking about some of the um, news that I heard uh, from the East. And I'm sure that there are more in the West also. But uh, it's uh, vitalizing not in just individualized individuals, but it's uh, vitalizing uh, the whole church. And the whole church is now praying. And it's not just the church praying, it's the church becoming a praying church. It's just the whole, whole church just uh it um it becomes uh, a church uh, the church of life is the praying life and then um you know the virus started in china and uh, the saints there pray for china and then now it spreads all over the earth and especially in the west and the saints there are praying uh for their uh, brothers and sisters uh, here in the West, and uh, they're picking up the burden, and this is really um, the prayer of the one you man. And um, there's a lot of, I uh, know that there's a lot of incense burning uh, through these prayers. So um, uh, I, I'm not talking about theory. The churches, the Lord's recovery is changing and people are getting, uh, and churches are getting uh, vitalized. But uh, uh, what I want to do uh, today is um, to encourage you to continue steadfastly uh, in this prayer. So uh, uh, prayer is is not a one-time event. I'm glad that now that some uh, saints and some churches are finding it to be part of their uh, daily life. You know, we used to have a Tuesday night prayer meeting. So it's a once a week prayer meeting. Now it's becoming uh, every day. Some saints, they pray from as soon as they get up in the morning. Uh, they spend the whole morning with different uh, groups uh, praying. So um, uh, I would encourage all of us to uh, continue uh, to pray. And uh, uh, of course, the first uh, thing that comes to my mind is uh, Luke chapter 18. Uh, it talks about <clears throat> uh, the woman being consistent in prayer. And, uh, and and what the Lord was uh, saying was actually, uh, I think, in verse 1, the, the Lord says um, in that parable that he's uh, teaching the people uh, to, uh, let me see. He said, he says that parable that they ought always to pray and not lose heart, and not lose heart. And then he talks about uh, the story of this um, woman backing the unrighteous judge. And um, listen to verse 8. He said, uh, 
when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Uh, when the Son of Man comes, so this kind of prayer is linked to the coming of the Son of Man. It's not just a one-time prayer. It's uh, linked to the coming of the Son of Man. And he says there that when the Son of Man comes, it doesn't say, will he find praying once? He said, will he find faith? That means, um, that means, uh, faith is manifested in those people that continue to pray until the Son of Man comes. And that's, uh, that's a very uh, wonderful thing that the Lord said, um, to remind us that we need to continue to pray. So, um, <clears throat> now we're on the 19th day but we got to continue to pray. And uh, uh, you have um, this um, story uh, about Elijah uh, in 2 Kings chapter 13. And he, uh, <clears throat> he asked the king of Israel to uh, take the arrow and beat on the earth three times, uh, no, beat uh, the arrow on the earth uh, again and again. And the king stopped uh, after three times. And then Elijah said, why do you stop? He said, okay, you stop. You can only beat the enemy three times. And sure enough, uh, he could have uh, defeated the uh, um, Syrians, I think. Uh, but uh, after three times it just uh, stopped that's another uh, case of um, we need to uh, continue in our prayer and then of course um, in Isaiah chapter 62 the Lord uh, charged those um, watchmen and uh, he said uh, in 62, uh, what does it say? He said, upon your walls, I have appointed watchmen all day and all night. Um, they will never keep silent. They will never keep silent. And then it says, you who remind Jehovah. So what we're doing is to remind the Lord as if he's absent-minded. You who remind Jehovah, do not be dumb and do not give him quiet. That means uh, we take the initiative and we uh, uh, pray and, uh, and, and are not dumb to remind the Lord and then uh, to give him uh, no quiet until he established place on the earth. And Here's another passage. Uh, <clears throat> I remember uh, Brother uh, Neil and Brother Lee too. Uh, you know, he says, when we pray, we got to just have faith to continue to pray, continue to pray. Uh, <clears throat> you, you look at the world situation today. What can we do? Nobody can do anything. Uh, the only thing is, is to 
continue to pray the dispensational prayer. And you say, oh, uh, I pray, but nothing seems to change. Well, it doesn't change the first day, it doesn't change the next day. And then uh, Brother Lee said, uh, it's like uh, you put cards on a balance and um, you put uh, one card uh, on one side and nothing happens. You put another card and nothing happens. But then you put the last card and when the last card um, put on the stack, suddenly the whole, uh, the whole balance, the whole scale tip. And, uh, <clears throat> and you said, uh, wow, uh, that prayer works. Well, <clears throat> it's, it's not that prayer, it's a cumulative, um, a prayer of all the saints. And then you have one sister, one small sister that make one prayer. And that's, uh, that's a straw that, uh, put on the camel's back. And then, uh, the camel crashes. And then you hear the cracking all around you. And before you know it, the, uh, big image comes down. And, uh, and, uh, the kingdom comes and the will is done. That's wonderful. And uh, so we, before that, we continue to pray. Well, um, I remember, uh, one thing I read, uh, years ago, you know, in the Welsh revival, there's uh, this great uh, man, Evan Roberts, and he's great not because uh, of eloquence uh, speaking. He was great because of prayer. And then um, for a while, he disappeared. They didn't show up. And people were wondering where he was. And then <clears throat> uh, sometime later, one person met him and said, what have you been doing all this time? And uh, listen to what uh, this brother said, Evan Roberts. He said, I've been praying the kingdom prayer. Listen to this. He said, I've been praying all this time the kingdom prayer. Well, <clears throat> Uh, may we all join in and continue, uh, in this kingdom's prayer. And, uh, until someone, he put on the last card and then the, the balance tip. So, uh, I'll leave you with that thought and, uh, I've been listening to um, the California governor uh, giving a report every day. And at the end, he always says, um, <clears throat> uh, by the way, um, always remember um, 
don't forget to exercise the social gathering. And I would say, um, once again, uh, remember uh, not uh, close your door, attack in, but rise up to pray. And uh, don't forget uh, that uh, we're still praying together around the globe for the Lord's interest on the earth. So um, <clears throat> for those of you who have not joined, uh, please join. And for those of you who have been uh, with us, please continue. Amen.